0: All right, all the leaders, of course, back out on the campaign trail. Busy as time is drawing near, drawing high. Election Day coming up on Monday. And uh, you've heard this, uh, you know, over and over again from uh, both the liberals and the conservatives. The middle class. Right, the liberals are going to uh, make things better for the middle class. Invest in the middle class. We want to grow the middle class. Uh, the conservatives, of course, they're talking about uh, the the average person and that things are tougher for those that are in the middle class. And it got us wondering what exactly what exactly is the middle class in this uh, country. Let's uh, welcome in our personal finance expert, Rabina Ahmed hawk She joins us here on Global News Radio, six forty, Toronto. Rabina, good afternoon.
1: Good afternoon, Jeff.
0: All right. Uh, it's really kind of nebulous. Is there sort of an, an official definition for the middle class in this country?
1: There is. I mean, there's a number of different income levels that you can look at. But uh, basically the one that I usually go with is that a household income between 77000 and and 107000 is considered a middle class in Canada. Now, that means different things depending on where you live in the country. I mean, a, a salary like that in Toronto doesn't go as far as a salary like that in Moncton. So it's always um, good to keep that top of mind that when we talk about salary levels and the middle class, that it means different things to different people, depending on where you live.
0: And again, that, uh, and you mentioned the high end, it's kind of $107,000. Uh, that is household income?
1: That's household income. So the two, a couple making like fifty five. $60,000 each would be considered a middle income family in Canada.
0: And really it is kind of a huge range when you talk about anywhere between sort of 55 and uh, let's say $110,000 and uh You know, as well, you mentioned the different uh, areas because uh, obviously that's not going to go as far in this city, in Toronto, as uh, maybe somebody, I don't know, uh, that's listening to what the leaders are saying on the campaign trail in Saskatchewan. So uh, when they talk about making things better for the middle class, do they need to better define that?
1: Yeah, they need to better define it. And often, you know, they will say the middle class, but then they offer the cuts to the lowest income. And so, of course, that, bracket definitely requires more help you know the people living sort of you know you know making the lowest lowest income in canada would need more credits more tax breaks but often we when we think about you know uh, the middle class a lot of people if they see them from the offset they might think well they're doing okay They they have two cars in the garage they've got a house that they're paying their mortgage on but they still might be struggling to make their bills pay uh, go month to month so uh, when the the politicians talk about it, I think they want us to imagine uh, a group of people that is really struggling, uh, but really, they're talking about people that when uh, you know when we, you and I might look at them and we might even be one of them, that we might just think that they're just regular Canadians, but you know they you know these are the people that we often talk about the middle class is disappearing where their dollar isn't going as far depending on where they live in the country they're not able to afford just the regular day-to-day things that uh, that they, they were able to afford many years ago
0: and it's interesting that you put a dollar value on what is the middle class and uh, define it by household income because I, I think a lot of people and maybe the politicians want us to think this way as well Rabina I don't know, but uh, want us to define middle class as you just mentioned there by appearance it's uh, basically somebody who's got maybe a modest home and a couple of cars in the driveway.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's you know, and we might look at someone and think they're living a middle-class lifestyle when really they their income says something different. I mean, they might not live, you know, we, might, we often say middle-class neighborhoods, but there might be people there who have a million dollars saved for their retirement, whereas on the other end of the spectrum, you might go into a neighborhood that you think is very affluent. And then if you actually dig down into the income of some of the people living there, they don't make a middle class income they're living completely on debt or they've borrowed money from family that they need to pay back which again is debt but maybe that's not debt that's you know knocking at the door like a like a loan officer would so, uh, you know, when, when politicians talk about it, I mean, I think really what they're trying to say is they want to help the Canadians that need the most amount of help. I mean, Justin Trudeau came out with this universal uh, tax, uh, sorry, middle, tax, uh, middle class tax credit where he cut the, uh, cut the um, income tax for those making between uh, $45,000 and $90,000. There's been a lot of criticism of that from the Conservatives. Now, the Conservatives are saying they want to cut the income tax on those making the lowest amount, so below $47,000. But these are really, you know, minimal amounts of money if you think about it over a year. I mean, for a couple, even with this middle-class tax uh, cut, about $850. That's not really going to get people very far when you spread that money out over uh, an entire year.
0: Yeah, Rabina, do you think that most people, most Canadians, do they define themselves as middle class? Uh, I'm just wondering whether or not uh, most people put themselves sort of kind of I don't know, in that box or in that bracket? And is that why we hear the likes of Justin Trudeau and uh, Andrew Scheer out on the campaign trail always refer to the middle class because they figure they're, they're maybe speaking to the, the biggest uh, um, swath, if you will, of voters?
1: You know, I'm only speaking anecdotally, Jeff, but I do believe that the way that we grow up is often the mindset we have for the rest of our lives when it comes to our personal finance and to our own feeling of the kind of economic status we have. So if we grew up poor, we might later in life, even if we're making money, still feel that way and still identify more with that population because that's the way we grew up. That's the way that we were raised. And so the same, if you you grew up middle class, even though you might now be making a salary that's much higher than the middle class, uh, you still might identify as that because you have not really sat down i mean i really encourage people to look at the income levels across canada put their own household income in to see where they fall uh, because many people would be surprised that they actually are quite high especially those people making toronto salaries compared to the rest of canada but the problem is, is because the city is so expensive many of us don't feel very rich because a lot of our money goes towards basics like rent and transportation and food and things that we have to pay for in order to live.
0: Do you think that's another reason why people, a lot of people uh, look at middle class and define it again, by a modest home and a couple of cars rather than dollar values because much like, and we've talked about this from time to time, budgeting and how tough that is for families and for couples in particular to do because they just don't want to look at the hard numbers?
1: Yeah, and in, and they don't want to look at the hard numbers and it's been it's become very easy to stay and get in more debt. Um, whereas maybe twenty, twenty five years ago it was a much more sophisticated, I wouldn't say sophisticated in the way that it was more um, it was just a much more difficult process. If you wanted to go and uh, take on more debt and buy more things on credit, it was it was not as easy as it is today. Now there's home equity lines of credit, which are usually offered to you when you buy your home. I know that when we went to buy our new home, we bought, we just moved in the summer, that we were immediately given a home equity line of credit that we can tap, even though we didn't ask for it. And I believe that most customers that go in and ask for a mortgage now are also handed a home equity line of credit if they have some um, equity built into the home that they're buying. And so it makes it really easy for everyday Canadians to go out and say, oh, I've got this money lying around. It would be only, you know, $30 a month for me to service. Why don't I take some money out and go on a vacation? Or why don't I take some money out and renovate my home? Whereas it might not have been that easy twenty, twenty-five years ago to do the same thing. And so um, I think even if you are in the middle class, you're much more encouraged to get into more and more debt. And so then that then your middle-class salary makes it very hard for you to live that middle-class um, lifestyle because you've got all these debts you have
0: to service. Okay, that kind of leads me to my last question for you is, is the middle class, are they falling further and further behind? Uh, what does your experience tell you as a personal finance uh, expert? Is it getting tougher as we hear from uh, the, the politicians and uh, those out on the campaign trail? Is it getting tougher indeed for the middle class?
1: Oh, well i think one of the things that the middle class is really finding tough to do is save and the problem is is that when you don't save in your earning years Especially in your high earning years or when you're you know when you're younger and you're first starting out you have a lot of disposable income it doesn't have time to grow and so you may actually be living a pretty decent life working um, making a great salary being able to afford all the things but you're not saving for your retirement years you're not saving for down the road and so then what ends up happening is either you retire in debt or you have to continue to work, at, you know, into old age. Um, so it's not really, that, that is one thing I see more and more happening, is that people are still going out and being able to command high salaries. There's more and more people attending university to get those high skills, but they're not encouraged to save. The savings rate in the early 80s was 20%. So for every dollar we made, we put away 20 cents now it's 2%. So you can imagine that there's a generation of people that are simply not saving for the future.
0: That's an eye opener for sure. Rabina Ahmed, hawk personal finance expert with us this afternoon. Rabina, appreciate the time as always.
1: Thank you.